This podcast will stir your passion. It's Jamily Matters, Pearl Jam Explored. Welcome to the show. This is a uh, Pearl Jam lifestyle or a lifestyle of Pearl Jam podcast, Billy. And with that in mind, this is a this is a an episode that is kind of it's not one we've done before, but I'm hoping that we do kind of more of in the future because Pearl Jam, the band, is not just about the band. It's also, like I said, it's it's a lifestyle. There's a lot of things that encompass uh, the love and the respect and the admiration for Pearl Jam. With that in mind, I'm going to bring in our, our very first guest on Jamly Matters. She is a uh, record label. I, I'm going to call her an exec, and she'll, she'll tell us specifically what she is. But uh, she's got the scoop on, on news that broke uh, over the course of the last few days, and that is the relaunch of Loose Groove Records. So for that, I bring in Billie Jean Cerullo. Hi, Billie Jean. Uh, welcome oh. to Jamly Matters. Hi, Roach. <laughs> <laughs> we've been um, we've been tap dancing around this for a while, and I'm glad that you are finally able to give us more details on the thing that I have been teasing for the last few months on this podcast. And that is the uh, your, I don't say your collaboration, but you're you're now working with Stone Gossard, correct? That's correct. That's correct. We couldn't be more stoked to announce this relaunch of such an iconic label that originated back in 1994 out of Seattle, and it's back. Loose Groove Records is back. I don't think we are going to get too much into the history of Loose Groove. We've got something kind of in the fire for uh, for a few episodes from now to to talk about the history of Loose Groove. And quite honestly, Billy, I, I would assume that you, who are now working with Loose Groove, uh, probably want to talk about what's what's happening now and in the future for for this this record label and this project. So I don't know. Can can you give us? some behind the scenes stuff on, on how this came to be and how you came to be working with stone. For sure. For sure. And to be honest, I think a lot of it originates from, from this podcast. Get out of here. Shut up, Billy. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. Roach. I, you know, I've now worked in the music industry for, for 15 years. And I, I keep joking that I think if you tell enough people who your favorite band is and <laughs> your favorite guitar player, it will come back. People will finally start to listen to you and uh, things things kind of come your way. Um, but yeah, I'm incredibly stoked to, to tell everyone about this and, and how it originated. So it, it happened, you know, uh, probably almost nine months ago now at, at this point, um, a, a dear friend and someone we've talked about on this podcast in the past, Michael Goldstone, who is... Um, absolutely responsible for for the beginnings of Pearl Jam with with the start of him signing Mother Love Bone back in the day to to, to Sony Music. Michael Goldstone reached out and uh, and and shared the news with me that that Stone and Regan Hagar, who is also Stone's partner in Loose Groove, were very interested in finding a home and resurrecting loose group. So it was funny. I, I, I was, I was at work cause I, I, I work at the orchard and I got, Oh, Goldie's calling. And I, I pick up, I pick up my cell phone. He's like, Hey, Hey, I, I have something that I think like, you know, you, 
you know, knowing you, you might, you might be interested in, you know, like Stone, Stone wants to start up Blue Screw Records. And I'm like, <gasps> like what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm interested. Um, so it was just so cool. It, it, it happened that way. It's, it's, it, the music industry comes down to relationships, no doubt. And um, so, yeah, so, so Michael Goldstone put me in contact with, with Stone to start talking about, you know, the label and, and, uh, I, I was fortunate enough. He, he just sent some demos over and we started to talk about some of the artists and, and what his vision was to start the label back up. And it kind of just all started there several months ago. It was all demos, but, um, I, I brought it to our head of A&R at the orchard, uh, Alan Becker, who's the best. And, um, funny enough, loose group when they started back in the nineties, their first ever home was actually the, the company, the, the orchard. Um, it was, it was called red distribution at the time. Um, so that's started and now it's back. It's back at the distributor that, that started that label so many years ago. Um, but that's, that, that's kind of how it started. We, uh, we're now official, um, Loose Groove Records is is part of the Orchard, which is a big global distribution company. Um, it's who who I work for, but I'm I'm so very grateful. I I, I work with the Orchard, but now will be helping Stone and Regan directly help get this up and running and get get Loose Groove off the ground. And uh, this is a timely. Uh, this is so great. We're having this podcast today because we're enjoying our first ever release today. Our first single from from the label um and you want me to tell you more about it now should i go right in no i i have more questions okay um, all right <laughs> as, as billy just referred to this is launch day for uh the the new project painted shield uh this is stone gossard's I, it, this is hard to say and and you probably know this or probably have an answer to this more than than i would i would be guessing i'm sure your guess is probably a little bit better it, it's is it kind of like a, I don't want to say a knock, but it's calling it a side project. That's kind of a thing where you're like, like if I'm Stone, I don't want to speak for Stone. You might because you're best friends now. If somebody calls it a side project, I'm like, well, actually, I'm devoting 100% of my efforts to this. So I wouldn't call this a side project. Yes, I am in another band, but I, this is also something that's very near and dear to me. So I don't know, like what, what? A, a new project, I guess, would be the best way to say it, rather than a side project. For sure, for sure, new project. That's the best way, and it's it's funny. Like I'm I'm seeing a lot of press roll in today with the with the launch, and and yes, lots of press will will say that side project. But yeah, like what I'm finding out, it's like so many musicians. It's so healthy and so awesome that when you're such a musician and a fan of what you do, that it would absolutely create you to create other new things mm -hmm. and start new things and it's never a knock on whatever else you do in your life it's just to like you know there's there's this overwhelming uh like what i what i find from stone is just like he's just so excited about <laughs> what he does for a living and it's fun it's legit fun for him to start and collaborate with new people and it's definitely not a knock to his his other full-time job of what he does all day Let's. I want you to fangirl out for a second. Uh, so uh, I'll ask Billy Jean, uh, representative of Loose Groove, to step aside for a second and, and allow Billy Jean, co-host of this podcast, to step in. Uh, 
you. Uh, by the way, the story that she just told, I did. I had no idea because she's 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 kept it under wraps. She's told me, hey, I got something brewing with Stone. It's gonna be. I'm excited. This is awesome. But she didn't get any details with me. This is the first time I'm hearing it as well. So. How hard is it to kind of hang up the phone having a conversation with Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam and kind of have to keep that to yourself or keep it within your immediate family? It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I Like, it even kills me to say this because uh, he's going to be like, what, Billy? Because <laughs> we are like, you know, it's just... You got to keep it all business. All, it's all business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure he knows I'm such a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying this out loud and I'm sure it will get back now. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's hard. It's stone fucking Gossard, <laughs> you know, he's, he's so great, you know, and, and, and his partner Regan, like such great guys. I think if anything, I'm more inspired than ever to know that there is a, a, a big reason behind why this band's always been my favorite band they're they're so great and they're um it's it's all relationships with with this band and then you know their their whole culture like uh it's so cool to see them still all so close after all these years it's no uh you know there's no bs there it's 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 a real their family the, the whole organization's family it's it's really inspiring to see that i don't want you to get too much into personal details because see that's personal you guys and i think as billy jean established it's very important for anybody um to to in a business relationship to to be business like put your best foot forward and and to keep it on a business level uh but having said that this is a pearl jam podcast and i'm sure a lot of people uh myself included have never had the opportunity to to to, to meet or speak with stone uh I, i'm asking this question because I, you've kind of hinted at the answer what is what is Stone like in a general sense to interact with? Smart, positive, uh, inspiring. Um, I think it's just so cool. I, I've you know I've been part of a record label for now fifteen years of my career, but I don't think I've ever worked in this sense where it's it's a musician that you know starts a label on a very. Uh, an incredible musician with credible expertise in what he does. Right. So he's got a whole other vision on it, you know, cause he sees it from the artist eyes instead of just all business. Um, but then of course he knows business cause uh, you know, Pearl Jam is, is, is this incredible organization. So um, to have that where it's like the artist vision comes first and then the business comes second is just really, is really cool and really inspiring. So I would say that's probably where I, if I have to, you know, think about how he is like any other music executive I've ever met. That's, that's quite the difference is that like, it's all about the music with him first, you know, it's like getting the music right. And like to hear songs that start in demo form and the life it takes on after weeks and weeks and weeks, and then it gets produced and mixed. It's, it's, it's really cool and really exciting to see how a song can develop in such a way that like I hadn't, heard it and when it first starts for like the demo would be fucking great and then to see the path it takes um with you know him and producers and mixers is is really cool it's got to be well here's one thing i'll say and i don't know if you want to expound on it if you don't that's totally fine but from from information that i gleaned from you the for me listening to your convert about your conversations with stone 
the the mind-blowing but also awesome thing was that I took away was he doesn't realize that he's stone fucking Gossard or Pearl Jam, or at least he doesn't, I don't know if he fully comprehends what that means in the sense of what kind of juice he has, or at least he's, it seems to me he's hesitant to kind of cash in on that juice of being stone fucking Gossard or Pearl Jam. A hundred percent. No, he's just a, you know, he's just a normal guy. (laughs) Like uh, just a normal guy who loves music, like loves it, lives and breathes it. Even after all this time, it's not something that, you know, he's sick of at all. The idea of collaborating with new people, even myself, you know, he, he's dealt with, you know, major record label executives his whole life, but I think it's fun for him to continue to expand and collaborate with new people you know, which is which is why the new band, which is why the new deal with the Orchard for Loose Groove. Um, you know, I'm sure Stone has in- incredible relationships everywhere, but you know, he's always looking for for new exciting things to 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 make him excited. Before we get into the 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 band Painted Shield, you as we've known we know for this podcast, you love hearing those those instrumental versions of of Pearl Jam songs and those early iterations of of some of those Pearl Jam songs, those classic Pearl Jam songs. And it's one of the most exciting things for you that have come across to me uh, co-hosting this podcast with you. What has it been like for you to kind of be a part of the entire process of listening to, to to these demos like like we listened to or I listened to back in the early 90s that eventually became these Pearl Jam songs, some iconic, some just album tracks, some never even seeing the light of day, but these Stone Gossard early instrumentals from Pearl Jam, you're kind of living that or seeing that as it happens with, with Painted Shield. What's that been like for you to a, a guy or a guitarist, a musician that you admire so much having a chance to actually watch the evolution of, of art that he's creating. You know, I said it earlier and I have to say the word again, the word that comes back to me is, is inspiring Um, because you hear these demos and they'll be his, they'll be stone's work. And then to be able to allow other people in the band to come in and collaborate and perhaps go in a completely different direction than what you originally intended for that song that's got to be, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, and to, I was going to say, and to let it happen, too. Like, to not just somebody happen. come in with an idea, but for you to go, okay, I'm going to let this baby go and become part of this collective rather than just be myself. Yeah, I, it, it just tells you a lot about a person and, and a lot about him, a lot about the rest of Pearl Jam, a lot about the people that he involves himself with. you got to be a really um, open and... and uh, secure person to be able to like allow that. And that is, I think that's really inspiring. I'm not sure if I, you know, I think about, I mean, I'm not some incredible guitar player, but I think of things that I've written to like, let that go and let people mess with it. I don't know if I'd be so (laughs) open to that. So, um, but, and he loves it, you know, and, and, and and stoked to have that sort of collaboration. Um, That's, that's really cool. It's very inspiring. Okay, so let's talk about Painted Shield. This is the new project. Um, Loose Groove is the label, but Painted Shield is the band that Stone is in uh, under the umbrella of Loose Groove. They dropped the song on us. We're recording on launch day for the label and also the project, the the band. So we've got the single, I Am Your Country. 
I am your country. Your country. And one day you'll understand that all the pain that we've been given is far too great to ever fit between two hands. My first response when I heard it, I don't know if you remember, Billy, was, wow, this is um, this is very interesting. Not something that you think when you put visuals of Stone Gossard in your head. Not a bad thing at all. And you, you let me listen to this song a couple weeks ago. First responses that I'm hearing or seeing on the internet about this, kind of in the same boat where it's, People are like, oh, this is experimental. I need to adjust my, my mindset a little bit, and now I want to listen again. And a lot of people are, are excited that, that Mason is involved. Uh, I'll give you a chance to speak on that in a second. And a lot of people are just like, this is, this is a challenge for me, and I, it's a challenge that I'm excited to take on because I trust Stone, and I know that Stone's not going to put out something that, that he is not fully invested in. That's been my vibe from you know, message boards and people who have heard the song on Today Launch Day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll say this too. I, I think this song is quite unique and different to other things that are kind of come out from the album. And I think it might be an originate because this is actually, this is a Matt Chamberlain composition. So I'll go, I'll go into, so Painted Shield, Painted yeah. Shield has four, four band members. It's, it's, it's Stone Gossard um, who, who plays guitar and, 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 and wrote a lot of the compositions on the album. And does, then he, you have does he sing it all? Does he sing it all on this album stone? Or is, is it just, back, um, is it just background vocals? Yeah. There's some background vocals. Okay. Yeah, so no um, lead, no lead, no lead vocals on for stone. Nope. Got it. Okay. No. Go ahead. Um, singer is Mason Jennings, uh, who's a, a Minneapolis based singer songwriter, which is really, really cool to see. I mean, a, a lot of Pearl Jam fans, know about this because there was a record that they released of a, of a vinyl piece several years ago, which is like a, I think it was like a seven inch through the Pearl Jam 10 club. So people have known about the, uh, the, the collaboration between um, Mason and Stone, but never in this sense where it was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is going to be a band that kind of just, just kind of happened over, uh, over quarantine for, for sure. They started to get back up to where they were a couple years ago when they started writing together and were like, wait, let's let's do this. So I I am not familiar with Mason. And the interesting thing that you said when you were kind of giving me the 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 backstory of, of the band was he's he is he more of a singer-songwriter? So to, for this is kind of a, a new arena f- to hear his vocals in the context of a full band. Is that is that accurate? That is completely accurate. This is this is like a complete step out of Mason's comfort zone. Like he he is known more in like the Americana AAA mm. world for the I, like for people that do, AAA. It's like you know a whole form of of radio where it's um more like adult alternative yeah. and um you know it's 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 more him with an acoustic guitar. So this is like wild for Mason like to hear his voice behind a rock band was definitely a, a step out of co- his comfort zone, but something that he is incredibly enjoying mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, it's super cool. He's never done anything like this in his, in his career. And he's been a, he's been a singer songwriter for, for a long time. And people that know Mason love Mason. Like he lives in that singer songwriter world, like uh, especially in Minneapolis, all my Minneapolis radio friends were, were freaking out about Mason being the singer behind stone Gossard. Um, so that, that's a little bit about 
about Mason. And then where uh, Matt Chamberlain comes in, Matt Matt Chamberlain on drums, and boy, like he is, he's unbelievable drummer and people that know drummers are like whoa matt chamberlain <laughs> and even stone you know stone is uh, incredibly stoked to to be able to collaborate with with matt on this project but you know matt has been with every single major artist of all time probably the biggest to know as of recent is Bob Dylan. It's like ooh, <laughs> perhaps ooh, you've ooh. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bob Dylan to Fiona Apple to Soundgarden to also having a stint in Pearl Jam. You know, back in the day, um, yeah, uh, you in, know, he was he, in an alternate universe. Matt Chamberlain is the Pearl Jam drummer for. 99% of the Pearl Jam existence, of course, if you know your Pearl Jam folklore, when Dave Krusen left the band after the recording of 10, when Pearl Jam embarked on their first tour, which was very, very small clubs, um, less 500 and less small clubs throughout the country. Uh, Matt Chamberlain was the drummer, and he's actually in uh, one of the videos I'm trying to think if it's a live or even flow. I probably should have prepped that a little bit better. But he's in one of the videos, the early videos. And he, according to legend, um, got an offer to sit in on with the Saturday Night Live band and decided, according to legend, you will probably know probably a little more, although, although you probably haven't asked yet, uh, decided this is a much more secure gig at this point. So I'm going to do take this job with SNL rather than embark on this baby band's journey of small clubs throughout the country and world. Uh, not a bad choice. He, did, he, he didn't suffer because of it, but he made a decision. This, this was him making the decision to leave the band, not him uh, being asked to leave the band. So if everything had kind of worked out, you could see an alternate timeline where Matt Chamberlain, starting in 1991, Two became the Pearl Jam drummer and is the Pearl Jam drummer to this day. So that's a little uh, Pearl Jam tie-in to this conversation. But yeah, could in an ultimate universe, he is still the drummer of Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I mean, he is incredible. And I, so getting to him for a second, that is where I Am Your Country originated. It's, it's a Matt Chamberlain composition. And, um, you know, Stone heard that this was one of the last songs to get done on the entire album. It came kind of late and it was like, whoa, this is, this is haunting. This is a haunting song. And, uh, and then when Mason put his lyrics behind it, um, it all happened, you know, it all happened during COVID. It happened during everything that was going on wow. in Minneapolis, which is where Mason lives. Yeah. So, you know, all that he, he and that's kind of, you know, I am your country. That's, that's kind of where this all, so it, then it felt right. This kind of all came together quickly, but it was like, whoa, this has to be the first song that, that, that goes out. Cause it's, it's, you know, it really showcases what's going on right now in the world. And um, although I feel like the song is quite different than what's to come on the rest of the album, it felt important to put it out, put it out first. Makes sense. But you know, for people who like to, to get sneak peeks and previews, you are saying this, this isn't you shouldn't listen to this and go this is what the whole album sounds like a hundred percent not like the whole the whole album is quite quite different actually and um that's what i think people are gonna love about it is that it definitely showcases why we always we love pearl jam because that that band goes into so many different creative directions and that is absolutely the case with with painted shield because you've got stone you've got matt you've got 
Mason, who comes from a completely different world. Yeah. Um, and so the whole form of it. And then finally, the, the, the fourth person to talk about in the band, which is she's a more developing, you know, aspiring artist in the Seattle music scene. Her name is Brittany Davis and a uh, very, very important artist to this, to this whole collaboration because she'll also be an artist that will put out um, various music releases for through Loose Groove. Um, she's somebody that's really important to, to Stone and you could see why she is unbelievable in every way from great lyricist, great songwriter, great vocalist, incredible keyboard player, um, she's, she's very, uh, she's just such a, I, I can't wait to meet her. I haven't met her. Um, I haven't met stone either. This <laughs> is all like, you know, you know, coronavirus, you know, virtual yeah. FaceTimes. Um, but that will just tell you what <laughs> my thoughts on Brittany, like, of course I'm excited to meet stone, but I'm so excited to meet <laughs> this brand new artist, yeah. you know, like just as excited to meet her because you could feel her heavy influence throughout this this record um she she's backup vocals to mason on a lot of songs and their their voices complement complement each other so well and uh that was really exciting to see too because mason's never really collaborated with a female artist um ever so he was like didn't know what to think and then it comes back and she lays her you know vocals on top of his and he's like whoa this sounds fucking great <laughs> so yeah 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 so she's she's awesome everyone check her out her name is Brittany davis and we'll also have more solo music coming from Brittany on loose groove one of the exciting things well one of the interesting things i should say is you know when people listen to this and they're stone gossard fans and they're they're like oh wow this is different and when you get people who are established musicians already and already have an established following you you when they get together i find most sometimes that they adopt one of the other styles and what you're describing to me is stone gossard had to kind of adjust mason had to kind of adjust so if you're a fan of stone gossard and you're thinking pearl jam and then you hear that he's working with a singer songwriter you're like oh well which which style is it going to be is it going to be like the pearl jam style is it going to be like the singer? and then it turns out it's actually another style on top of that and that's an interest for me as an outsider that that's that sounds very interesting to me that it it's it feels like everybody in the band was challenged to do something outside of their i don't want to say their comfort zone but out of what they're known for 100 percent, and like to see that that they're all open to collaboration and open to stepping out of their comfort zones is just so it's just so cool and then it you could really now understand a little bit more how like music can take on a, a life of its own even more than like the musicians that start it and then it comes back and they're like whoa this is like <laughs> so different than i ever envisioned and it's uh it's really cool i want to talk about loose groove and talk about the relaunch of this um this really awesome label from back in the 90s we will do that Right after this on Jamly Matters. Jamly Matters is the lifestyle of Pearl Jam. My podcast, Head Retention, is about the lifestyle of the craft beer industry and culture. Our latest episode is all about Oktoberfest. Tis the season. Don't just jump right from your summer beers to your pumpkin beers. You're going to burn out on your pumpkin. Save those for Thanksgiving-ish. Now it's time for Oktoberfest. 
We go over the history of Oktoberfest, what beer styles you should be drinking in the month of September to celebrate Oktoberfest, and how to celebrate Oktoberfest safely if you are not in Munich or can't have a big festival in your hometown. Hint, bring some really good vibes and you should be good to go. Oktoberfest is the focus of the latest episode of Head Retention, available through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Uh, my guest today is Billie Jean Cerullo of uh, The Orchard and now Loose Groove Records. And she's talking about the uh, relaunch of Loose Groove Records. And um, I, I, are you collaborating with Stone, Billie Jean? Is that what, uh, can, can we call it that? Or you're collaborating behind the scenes with Stone on this. Oh, yeah. Like just, you know, helping bring this great music that he brings our way and and, and bring it bring it to life and, and, and get it back up and running and get Loose Groove back up and running. So you mentioned earlier that um, it was interesting for you to work with an artist and trying to bring that artist's vision to reality uh, behind the scenes in a business sense. What is, I mean, we've, we'll, we'll tag the press release in the, in the show notes of this episode, but what is, what is his vision for relaunching Loose Groove and the future and moving forward with this label? First and foremost is to put out great fucking music. <laughs> That's the vision. Um, you know, as an artist, he doesn't really think like I do from a business perspective where like something, it's, it's unfortunate that I do this as a record label person, but you hear stuff and you try to, you know, put it in a, put it, put a label on it, you know, mm -hmm. what genre is it? And like from an artist standpoint, that, that doesn't exist, especially for someone like him who's heavily influenced by so many different genres, so many different decades of artists and musicians. So the music is just good music to him. Um, but yeah, the a big, big focus for sure. And it was something that, you know, made me excited from one of the very first times I ever talked with him was he envisioned, and he says this a lot, like, why can't R&B alternative be more of a thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, and that just obviously uh, moved me and, and spoke to me. But like, you know, his this idea of having more black based musicians that can also get the awareness via uh, alternative. Yeah. And um, it's just so cool. And that that I guess to answer your question, like, what is the long term vision? That's a big one. So I, you know, I, I talked a bit about Brittany Davis. She's going to be a really important artist for the roster. And then another uh, another really important artist is uh, another female musician based out of Seattle, and her name is Tiffany Wilson, and she's incredible too. And, and Stone has known her for for quite some time, for several years. But she has music too that he that he's really inspired by, and, and I definitely am too. Um, so yeah, I would say you're going to have more. I guess if we have to label it, label it is yeah, a little R and B alternative. I love, um, I love, the, I love that that branding. I love it. Yeah, yeah, same. And like, and he, it's it's something like he doesn't say it. He he means it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. this, I, I'd have to say the the where it all started. Like when demos from Loose Screw came in, you know, they weren't painted shield demos. They were Britney Davis. They were Tiffany Wilson first and foremost, and then you know some other stuff. So this is yeah, this is like speaks to his heart of what you know is really moving him to get this label up and running. So a business works because two parties find a mutual bond or goal or or interest and move forward with it. 
You, you mentioned what Stone's interest is in, in relaunching Loose Groove. What's on your side of the business? What, what's, what's the, the exciting thing or the reasoning why your label uh, decided we want to bring in uh, the Loose Groove family to our family? I think that everyone understands the importance of, of Stone and what always made Pearl Jam such a successful band. Of course, they were incredible music, incredibly artistically, but to be able to do what they do for so many years and do it right, that means that they are good, smart business people as well. <laughs> and I think so, like to be able to have that, but also know that the music's going to be unbelievable because it's, it's, it's Stone Gossard. It's like, it was, I think that, that gravitated us to want to do the deal. Also back to like the relationships and trusting where it's coming from, like to know that Stone and Regan had a relationship with Red, which is now the orchard back way back when, and mm -hmm. like those relationships run deep. So there's some trust there of, um, of Alan Becker, who, who, who does our A&R at orchard to, to know that, you know, Alan's going to do right by them. And then also for it to come through Michael Goldstone, who, you know, the relationship runs deep there. I think there's some level of trust that the music's going to be great, that the partner is going to be great. And this could be a successful label for the orchard. It's, it, again, Billy has told me very, very general things in our conversations the last few months about about this this deal that has now been officially announced. So I don't have a lot of details, which is why I'm asking all these questions. And also, I'm I'm, I'm curious, and I I would assume Pearl Jam fans are curious. You you're playing an important role, and if if this is too inside or too deep please say hey can't talk about that right now you're playing an important role and one of the reasons one of the things that popped in my head that you pointed out to me was you saying to them hey we gotta we gotta get all our socials together and uh regan and stone's response were what are you talking about <laughs> what what do we have to do why do we have to do this or whatever so it's just interesting this is this is another reason why they also it's it's in their interest to bring in because I think I feel like a lot of people would think as as you're explaining and as we're hearing this launch, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, my thought would be, oh, well, they're Pearl Jam. They can just use Pearl Jam money to to relaunch Loose Groove. And why they spent all this time trying to get their freedom. Why then would would Stone in launching another project come back to the industry and, and do this? And that would. First of all, I want you to, if you can, answer a little bit about that socials comment. But I also think that that's indicative of why they need to do that. Because this isn't a situation where where it's not just we're going to use Pearl Jam money or we're going to do this kind of money. They, 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 this partnership needs to happen from Stone's end and from your end. It's not just a one-way street on either side. For sure, for sure. And yeah, I think like that makes me excited more about them because it really it could tell all the fans that like, boy, th these, these guys are really all about the music first and foremost, mm -hmm. which is so, which is so cool. So I'm like, cool. I have no problem with you guys not wanting to do the, the business side of it. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, and, and it's just, it, it's interesting. Like, um, yeah, social media just, it, it becomes a thing that's so important to Pearl Jam, obviously, but it's, it's done. It, it's daunting when you're a brand new band too, like, ah, oh, to get it, to get it started. So, um, yeah, there, there's definitely been a lot of even not just not them, me too, like figuring out, like, how do you get, 
how do you get started? Even though you've got this huge vehicle behind you with Pearl Jam and Mason having a following and Matt Chamberlain having a following, how do you get it started though with a brand new project? So that that's been um, not challenging even for them, but for for me to be able to help launch it for them. But um, so far, so good. We got like. 500 followers on Instagram. That's good, um, that's good for a few hours. It's pretty good for a few, in a few hours. In a few hours after, you know, getting it, getting it going. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just a, it, it's a learning curve for everyone, especially when you, you, you grew up in a time like Regan and Stone, who've had so much success in their musical, musical careers. And it was way before social media. So um, yeah, to answer your question, this is why a, a band, even though so, they're so powerful and people that are so smart could still use the, um, the help of a distributor and a label because you bring on this, you know, a, a new crew that can help you in places that you might not be as experienced in. And in this case, yes, yeah, social media, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole beast. And, here, and, and here's the, here's the challenge. First of all, you have to bring down stigmas of a new band. And first, first of all, what platforms are you trying to uh, get the the music onto? Traditionally, it's been radio. I'm not going to del- delude myself and say that radio is the most important avenue for for projects as we launch now. It's honestly, it's probably TikTok, but you still need a. a, a uh, a a vehicle behind you to get you to these places Uh, and places of course is public consciousness. And so you need to bust down the stigmas of, well, I've never heard of this band or this voice or this artist or these, this music before. So we're not going to play it on the radio and we're not going to get exposure in the sense of say a Pearl jam would get if they dropped new music out here. So you've got that problem uh, right off of the bat. Let's add in the second unfortunate problem, stigma, or whatever, is, you know, we talked about R&B alternative. R&B alternative is not a genre of music that exists, quote unquote, in, in the world today. So if you go to Spotify and you go to search new music, yeah, all right, I'll click on indie and see what comes up. That's what we mean by genre. Go, go to Spotify right now and click on R&B alternative. You can't because the genre doesn't exist. Because we're we are we are just beginning the process of breaking down walls and barriers of well they're black so uh, obviously we're not gonna uh, if you're not one of these handful of black artists who have had the who have crossed over into rock well then you're out you know if you're not Brittany Howard if you're not Gary Clark Jr if you're not Lenny from back in the day well then I guess we're gonna put you in this category so to be able to start breaking down these musical stereotypes is a challenge and to do that with a new project uh and a new band and a new record label i don't care that if you are stone fucking guys or pearl jam that's not something that he can do and so that's another reason why they need in for stone's side you need to come to a, a an organization that already has that infrastructure in place that's going to make those phone calls, that's going to do roll up their sleeves and do the work, dirty work and going to call Spotify and say, hey, listen, let's get this label, let's get this genre listed as an as an option so that we can get our artists on here. That's why you need what Billie Jean and her people bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's that's exactly it. And Stone feels so passionate about it that he's going to be able to bring the music to life. But yeah, you need a, you need a business side. You need a 
a whole group of, of, of marketing people with relationships and that really understand the culture because that's important too. It's like, it's something he's passionate about, but he knows like, and I know so ignorant in so many ways, you know, to what we have to do right to build these artists appropriately. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning curve for everyone, but like we know if like your heart's there and you believe in the music that it can, it could be done. It, it can be, and you could see there, there, there is a bit of, there's, there's some movement going on. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is the time. You know, yes. Something going on. And it's, uh, I, I, I think, I think change is happening. I'm, I mean, I'm always an optimistic person in general, uh, but I, I do feel it. And um, there actually has been, a, there's, there's several, if we're talking radio for a second too, there's actually a couple of radio stations that, are popping up um, literally in the last few weeks. I guess they'll report to like AAA or Noncom, they'll be called that, but they're literally considering themselves R&B alternative stations, which is killer. So um, yeah, we already have some early tastemaker places where we think we could get some of these developing artists started for Loose Groove. Um, but yeah, and to go back to your question, like how to get it started, oh, it's like a, it's a medley of everything, but I think for something like Painted Shield, publicity is really um so it's so key in these early days to get like you know we we premiered i am your country yesterday with rolling stone and that's that's the type of look you want out of the gate for a band like this um but so it's it's kind of everything it's a blend of pr and hopefully radio hopefully i'll I'll get there i haven't given that one that much thought because radio is so close to my heart because it's what i do (laughs) full time at the orchard and that's 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 a toughie but yeah once you start to really develop and people understand what painted shield is i think i think we'll get there with with some radio projects too it's not easy i guess is uh my long-winded way earlier of saying that it's it's not easy and to kind of go back to something that pearl jam fans are kind of looking to latch onto for this 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 says a lot about stone the guy doesn't have to work another day in his life if he doesn't want to it, neither do his kids <laughs> If he chooses that they don't need to work, so he could, or he could also just say, "I'm I'm forming another band. I'll put out the music independently. Just get the music out there. I'll tour, and that'll be that. And I'll that that'll be self-serving in a way. To I I have another outlet to get my musical uh, itch scratched and go from there. He could have just done that as well. Uh, he could he could have just said to to Brittany and Tiffany. All right, yeah, come on in. I'll let you use my recording studio. You can record, and away we go. And that could have been it. And that could have been an hour, or that could have been three weeks out of his life that he could have helped out that way. For him to relaunch this record label and all of the stuff that is involved in relaunching this record label and to do all of the work that you've been kind of telling us now and you've told me in the last few months – to be invested in the phone calls, the business side, to 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 really promote and push and push forward these these artists, that's that really says everything you need to know about Stone Gossard and his love of music and his 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 investment in what Loose Groove could be in the second iteration of it. That's right, and I go back to my word and inspiring. Like the to think this guy's had to have so many conversations with me over the last few months about the setup of loose screw. And you're one person, you're one of how many people you're one person of how many people that he's had to talk to about this. 
yeah, like if I was him, I'd be like, oh gosh, she's calling again about, <laughs> you know, setting up the record in, 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 in the database to get it going. But no, not at all. Like, you know, he's, he's creative, smart, and he, he, he loves learning. And uh, yeah, he's, he, he's super patient. He's, he's just, he just stoked. It goes back. Yeah. He's so stoked on the music. He just wants to help utilize himself and what he's built for himself, but also put it and, and, and pay forward, give it, give it to others, give it to Tiffany, give it to Brittany and use his name to help, uh, to, to help elevate them as artists. We try to do something different with this episode of Jamly Matters. And when I say we try to do something different, this was always our vision. Billy will back me up on this. This was always our vision for the show. The song rankings are fun. Uh, but that there's a, there's a, there's a finite amount of songs you can rank from Pearl Jam. This was never about just ranking songs for us. This podcast, it was about talking about the lifestyle of Pearl Jam and the impact that Pearl Jam has had on our, our lives and, and your life as well if you're listening to this podcast. So you just got a little taste of, of something different uh, that this podcast wants to be and, and hopefully will become more consistently as, as we become uh, more established as a podcast. And uh, I, I hope you really dug it, and I would love it. I know we always say this, but I would love it if you reached out for this episode specifically, just to give us your thoughts on on what we did this episode. Jamily Matters at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Jamily Matters, and we're also on Facebook as well. Billy, do you want to, can you, I, I'm sure you have it all at the ready, because Billy is a salesperson at the end of the day. Uh, give us the the timeline for the next couple of months for Loose Groove, and then probably more specifically Painted Shield so that we can yeah. keep an eye out for, for the music that's to come. Great, great. So, yeah, first project, Painted Shield, Stone Gossard, Mason Jennings, Matt Chamberlain, and Brittany Davis, new band. I Am Your Country it, First Single, out now, can stream it now. Yep, can stream it now, today, anywhere, any country, everywhere, go stream it pre-order the album which is now available to everywhere amazon apple spotify wherever you consume music go pre-order it the full album is available november 27th and prior to november 27th we'll have several other singles that will come out from the band prior to the album coming out in november so so get ready we have we have more coming um also you can see the music video today for i am your country exclusively on apple music so if you're an apple music subscriber um go check it out um it will also be available wide in in a, in a week or so week or so so you could go check it out anywhere then um, so that's Painted Shield. So that's the focus right now. We also have a record coming from Tiffany Wilson, um, beginning of October. We're setting that up right now, but it's an incredible song called America. Um, you know, lots of political lots ties. Of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lot going on at Loose Group. Um, but so you could you could get a sense of what what that's gonna what that's gonna be about. Um, so that's Tiffany Wilson, and then hopefully, you know, early next year. Um, some point next next year have more brad unreleased music so i'm hoping people that just heard now, that, that like, that's shit. very interesting because that a lot of people as listening to painted shield couldn't help but harken back to brad and and so how is that possible with uh sean's passing yeah there's a lot of unreleased stuff that was out there bef um that that was that's sitting in stone's dropbox and regan's dropbox prior to to sean passing that they really um, that could be too a, a big reason why Regan and Stone want to get 
get this get this going is that they you know they they felt they they owed it to their their best friend Sean to 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 get loose groove back and and get some of the stuff that people haven't heard. Wow, Brad. Major, what I'm finding too from all this loose group set, set up, major, major uh, love for Brad out there. Lot, lots of fans um, loved all their music and loved Sean. So um, that's exciting. Now I'm going to apologize for one second because we've done 45 minutes of a podcast. I did not know that loose group had Brad unreleased material. Definitely would have talked about that earlier. So I apologize. <laughs> if, but you got a little nugget if you stayed to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Billy Jean right. just dropped some exclusive stuff on you. Some unreleased Brad music is uh, is in our future. That's right. That's right. Um, and that's, that's yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's great. And um, look, we're talking to Billy Jean, and it's been great. Uh, yes. To answer your question, because you're thinking to yourself, well, Billie Jean's talking to Stone a lot. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. We're, get fingers. Everybody's crossing their fingers and their toes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, but uh, thank you, Billie Jean Cirillo, for joining us on this uh, this podcast. Hopefully it was good for you. We'd love for you to come back on at some point again and uh, maybe keep us up to date on everything Loose Groove and Painted Shield. If, if you enjoyed yourself. If not, uh, no big deal. Oh, thanks for having me, Roach. You know what? I, I am going to come back. All I'm right. Back. This is great. Uh, so for, for Billie Jean Cerullo, my co-host, Billie Jean, and myself, Roach, thank you very much for checking out this episode of Gambling Matters, and we'll talk to you next time. Now it's your turn. Post your thoughts on the Jamily Matters Facebook page or send an email to jamilymatters at gmail.com.